Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello everybody, welcome to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowance and I'm joined this evening by Matt Kendrick. There's currently 100 people watching already, we're only 12 seconds in. Uh, this, this YouTube has been live for 15 minutes or so while I've set up. Came home, I'm working for my parents, so I've been to the game with my dad and my uh, Mac said, oh you've got to do a 30 minute update. So I've just been sat around like an idiot trying to use my sister's laptop and she's not here and I don't have the password. So I look a little bit red on this camera. So I'm, I'm very warm, but buzzing with a win at Villa Park. I've had a, I mean, we're not going to overanalyze this too much because that's not you and me, Matt, but I've had a lovely day at Villa Park. Have you enjoyed yourself? I have, yeah. It was very pleasant. Um, parked easily, got away easily. What more do you want? Oh, we won as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wouldn't, I couldn't have predicted a 3 0 after an hour. To no, be honest, I wasn't. Um, I wasn't that confident in it. But as soon as uh, as soon as the floodgates opened, you know, as soon as soon as we, we got that breakthrough, just looked unstoppable, didn't we? I mean, Everton were very very poor. I thought, mm. but what's that noise happening? <laughs> oh, let's hopefully just ignore it. It's my parents' old fashioned clock in the house. It's just gone nine o'clock. Uh, I think it was. I thought, a, I thought you'd opened your jewelry box or something. There's a little no, ballerina spinning no. around. There is an old-fashioned jukebox thing here as well. I'm literally, I'm just, I'm doing what I, the best I can to. I sort of chuck my laptop in my bag and said, "I'll do it with my parents because that'll be easier." I don't know what I was thinking to be honest. Next time I'm going home because it's been a nightmare. You're painting your parents as being like some eighty-year-old. No, 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 normal fifty-year-old middle middle-aged adults. But uh, I think it was, a, I think it was a wedding gift. There's their wedding anniversary not so long ago, and it's still going. Every so often, the batteries on it go, and it makes a really horrible noise. Uh, anyway, back to the football. Let's try and just try and do this in, in chronological order a little bit when the team news came out uh, I actually saw Ashley Priest's tweet as I was walking <laughs> to the ground and he, he'd done a list of the players that he'd seen coming out of the, um, the corner flag restaurant and obviously if you read it normally you'd see there's about 30 players in it but because I'd I was just walking to the ground I was not really paying attention I, I saw like Sinasalo Steer I was thinking what what formations playing? What's this team we've put out? And I realised what the tweet was. So Villa stick with an unchanged side, apart from Martinez coming in for steer, as most people expected, but still have a three at the back, which I wasn't quite sure whether that was just for Chelsea or whether that was kind of a, a not a plan B for Villa, but you almost think of them as a four three three or nothing in years gone by. But we've all of a sudden got this this option of going three at the back and, and playing two up front. And again, as much as like you said, it wasn't a three 0 game, forty five minutes an, an hour in. The way the bat looks good for Villa. Yeah, man, I thought he'd, he'd tried to crowbar in two of his signings. I thought it was, was a formation that tried to crowbar in Danny Ings and Twanzebe. But, you know, it worked to the extent that, that Villa kept a clean sheet. Um, it's yeah. weird, isn't it? Because I don't want to dig out Matt Target, but if you just compare and contrast the two wing-backs today, um, and, you know, I'm probably... You know, I, I, I know Matty Cash has scored that brilliant goal with his left peg and bless him for coming to, to where I sit in the Trinity and yes, running the length of the pitch to celebrate with us. That was very nice of him. 
But I thought he was good most of the game. You know, he was ping, mm. pinging that. He, he liked pinging that big diagonal a couple of times today, didn't he? From, yeah. from right to left. And I think he pinged one from left to right when they swapped flanks at some stage as well. Yeah, that, that was strange um, when they swapped flanks. I know that it's a, it's a minor thing and I'm not going to read too much into it. But when talk, because I said it to my dad during the game and he was like, oh, you see, you know, they're effectively playing wingers in a, in a wing back formation. You see wingers swap from, from time to time to, to go at the other, the other fullback. So, yeah, but. These are wing backs with you know very much one or for target specifically, very much one sided player. Like I don't want to see Target playing right wing back too often and I think somebody came kind of screaming out the dugout. I think it might have been um the new the new uh um the new coach calling his man. Yeah, maybe the set piece coach came screaming out saying, right, switch now, switch back. It's like, all right, yeah, get back on your side and don't do that again. <laughs> don't I think it was main, wasn't it wasn't it mainly a switch that was born out of um Matty Cash taking a long throw from the left anyway. I think, yeah, I think but they, just, they just stayed out of position for too long. Like, yeah. I'm not comfortable with this. Get back over there. But uh, to be fair, and we'll talk about Leon Bailey in a sec. He, he was given man of the match on Sky, I think, I've seen on social media. You know, he's only played 20 minutes of the game. And yeah, he scored and he, he was good. And we all get on to him. But I'd have said Cash for my man of the match. I know it's easy to say, yeah, he scored as well. So you're just giving it to the goal scorers. But like you, like you said, I thought he was solid. No, I thought... Yeah. I, I thought... I mean, my... my, my Standout players today, I think. I thought Ings was good for his work rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I thought he was probably our best defender in the first half. Danny Ings, he was he dropped very back, deep at times, didn't he? Yeah. Tracking back, you know, I think he saw him make, make a tackle in the right back area. Um, probably more sitting more deep than Cash and Conza at that time when he come and came and tracked back. I thought um, I thought Jacob Ramsey was very good again, very yes. measured. Um, really, really wish he'd have clipped that one just inside the the near post as Villa started to run right. Um, yeah, Cash and yeah, and Bailey. Um, oh God, I, I'm glad. Bailey I mean, I what, see- Bailey does what he wants, doesn't he? At this point, play 20 minutes. Come on, score, score direct from a corner. I know I don't think he's been given the goal officially, but oh, I'm going to say it was going in anyway. Score from a corner, bang on in in front of the hole and celebrate like mad. And then oh, I'm done now. I'm going off. Got a tight leg. I'm going off. Oh, I'm done. Yeah, not, I hope. Um, I was just saying, I'm at a 1950s house. That's very harsh on my parents' decor. It's, it maybe does need a little bit of a refresh. I'm sorry, Dad, if you're watching this later on, but 1950s is harsh. It's very beige, though. I'll give you that. It's a nice, nice mug you're drinking out of. Nice 1950s mug you're drinking out of there as well. It's Christmas themed. I'm getting on it early. Oh, it's September, <laughs> isn't it? Um, I've got to give a shout out to my son's friend's dad, who I've just made to come and collect. Collecting from from here rather than dropping him off home. Uh, doesn't really like football particularly, but I thought <laughs> I promised him if he hurried up and went and, and didn't stay and give me loads of chit chat on my drive, I'd give him a shout out. So he said, "Can I shout out Ginger Man Boobs?" Which is not his official name, but <laughs> there you go. So promised I'd do it. Um, soccer. He's a big football fan. Soccer. Um, <laughs> what we're we talking about, Leon Bailey? Are we do, yeah, did you want to go chronologically? Oh, I don't care at this point. <laughs> So we've got the first goal, Matty Cash. I thought it was a nice, nice move. Actually, was it mm. was it Douglas Louise who slotted him in? Was it Ings and Louise who, who combined down that flank? Yeah, um, I think so. What um, Watkins? Um, Louise seemed to burst forward in that right-sided central midfield role a few times to, to get over on the overlap. Um, yeah, it's, obviously McGinn going off changes things a little bit. I suppose we should mention that. And four substitutes. I don't know whether this has been cleared up anywhere, but I assume it was that concussion wasn't it? Mings was, was not concussion. McGinn. McGinn you know when Begovic made the save from mm. Mings's header first half? I think McGinn went for the follow up and got a bit of a bang in the head. So I think yeah. 
that's what's done it. I think when he, the King Clinton sub. When he, when he got a bit of treatment, it, obviously it's right in front of us on the Trinity and the, the medics or the physios, whatever, gave him a tablet of some kind. I don't know that was for a headache or dizziness or blurred vision or something. He swallowed that down, carried on, and then, then went down a little bit later and signaled that he wanted to come off. Um, yeah, just assume that. I've not seen it anywhere, but assume that was a concussion sub and that's why we ended up making four in the end. But as Dave Clifton says, we've got 100 million sat on the bench now which the big conversation that we've had in, in the previous stuff we've done is how do you get Buendia and Bailey and, and Ings and, and Watkins all in the same side? And the answer so don't, far is yeah, you, don't, don't, you, don't, don't. you don't really get them in a 3-5-2 in a or 5-3-2, yeah. whatever, you, whatever you want to call it. So as much as that, that system can accommodate Twanzebi and can accommodate Watkins and Watkins and, and Ings, oh, I mean, Leon Bailey played left wing back didn't he when he came on but mm. at that stage of the game there wasn't going to be much much defending involved um, so but nice problems to have to be honest um, and you know we've, Smith's taken a little bit of flack along the way um, during his time for not being a progressive coach he's now showing that he can you know I'm not saying all of a sudden in, in switching to one different formation you know guarantees the progressive coach but I think it just shows that he is prepared. He's prepared to, to chop things around and, and try different systems. And, you know, it worked to the point that, that, that we won the game today. I thought Everton would really... I mean, Everton had got a few players missing, hadn't they, as well. Um, but they, they didn't really offer much, did they? I wasn't I wasn't bothered about Everton, really. There was nothing that... I was never really concerned about them at any point. I heard Smith on the radio on the way back, and he said, interestingly, he thought that the, the five minutes or so before Cash opened the score, and he thought that... not that I, I don't think he said that Everton were getting on top, but that was kind of their best spell, or they were getting a bit more of a control. And I thought the same, that I suddenly thought, this this might not go the way we want, and it might kind of fizzle out. And that, that goal certainly changed it in terms of the atmosphere as well. I thought Villa Park was, was electric after that, and then obviously the, the, the following goals come. I've, I've done a little cheeky tweet that it, that it was nine minutes in dreamland for Villa with, with the three goals coming in those nine minutes. But you know, that, once that second went in, especially, I thought, that's game over. There's no way we can come back from that. But even throughout the game, I just don't think they had enough to, to threaten, really. Rondon's up front. Yeah, I mean, Rondon, I didn't want to say before the game, you don't want to fight. You know, Rondon's not the world's biggest goal threat, is he? Um, yeah. No Calvert Lewin, no Rich Charleston, no Pickford um, in goal, and yeah, yeah, yeah. just thought he, he, you know, Villa, Villa sh- should have should be winning. That I know, uh, you know, I'm not delusions of grandeur, but Villa Villa should be winning winning games like that. And mm-hmm. the fact they ended up, well, we ended up winning it so convincingly towards the end was, uh, yeah, it, it put the put the cherry on top of a very productive afternoon. I think there was a lot made of their opening start and they've got, I think it was 10 points from the first four and how, how well they'd done. And you kind of say, yeah, Everton had a good start. Villa on seven points now after after the same amount of games played. Is, you know, Everton had a good start and you'd probably say, Villa have had a good start then, to only be three points behind. Um, but unless you're one of the elite, you don't, of course, last year when we started the season well, that doesn't last forever, does it? I know it's a, it's a cliche and it's very low level analysis to say it, but Everton weren't going to keep that up forever, were they? They, they? they had a good record away from home. We've been good at home this season. I think that's unbeaten in three now. They're good this season, we've only played three. Um, but still, you can only beat what's in front of you. But I just never felt that Everton were threatening enough. And I did think if we scored first, then we'd go on to win. And yeah, once, once that second went in, that was game over. And, and like you said, the third was a cherry on, on top of the cake. So... A nice, comfortable evening at Villa Park for me, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I said, we'll leave the analysis more in depth to um, to the guys on Monday because not that I don't want to do it, and I'm not capable of doing it, but I know that's not us either. Don't, don't want to now. I've, I've just enjoyed a, a good day at Villa Park. It's a clean sheet and three goals. I've had a nice time. That's as far as it goes for me at, at nine o'clock on a Saturday night. 
Come back home with a cup of tea. <laughs> I thought um I thought the Everton fans were a little bit quiet as well. And you know, I know well, that's not brilliant down. to be fair. No, three three nil down. Um you're not gonna expect much. But the the away end emptied quite quickly as well, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, by the time the five minutes left, there were only about a third of the Everton fans back in there, but not that I was really fussed by them by then. Um you know what I found <laughs> I find really interesting. I was laughing with the nephew about this. Austin McPhee just he kind of just springs up as soon as he he's a throw out of nowhere, doesn't he? I know that's his job, but he just springs up as soon as he's a throw in or a corner. He's just yeah. there and he's barking orders. And I, I said, I wonder what he's like in tra- he must really hate it when they do five asides in training. You know, when they do <laughs> set piece drills, he must come into his element, but he must just sit there in a sulk if they do mm. doing like no head height little knockabouts in, in training. Um but, you know, I suppose the the proof, it's interesting, isn't it? Because as soon as we get, we've got a, like Leon Bailey takes that corner, puts a bit of whip on it, and, and we scored a goal. Now, I'm not sure that Villa have found who their set-piece taker is. Um, yeah, I think Douglas Luiz took so, a couple in the, in the first half. Douglas Luiz took one that was brilliant. He took a brilliant one that, 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 that Mings tested Begovic from. Came, mm. <laughs> came, away, came out for another corner, and then he just played it along the floor to the first man. Um, so if you have got a set piece coach, you probably need to have. I'm not saying that Dean Smith changes his formation just to accommodate Leon Bailey, but you probably need somebody who can deliver properly. Mm, um, there was a nicely yeah. worked set piece. I don't know. I don't know who who took the the, the um, free kick. It was out on the right hand side. If I'm on the Trinity side, and they play it in towards, I think it was target, and you kind of think, oh. What are they doing here? Like a sideways pass. I just get it in the box and he whips it in. Cons heads it down. Probably supposed to go to a forward to get a shot off. I think Mings knocks it on again and then then Mings doing it again. Mings doing it again over the bar and you kind of think again low level analysis to me. We sat in the ground, but they pass it sideways to target. And I'm thinking, oh, I'll just get it in the box and then do a nice little routine. I think, oh yeah, <laughs> good work, but I like that. I don't oh, know what they're doing. It looked like there's some some work went into it. Um, what's going to say? Oh. um... Brilliant, um, brilliant dad joke. Do you see the dad joke that I tweeted before the game? I've not, I've not. I, I tweeted a picture of Villa Park when I got there and said, "Right, I'll see you all in a few hours." And I've got phone service again. I'll, I've not really checked my phone since. So now I've not seen it. Do you want to crack it now? And it genuinely wasn't me this time. It's not a kind of friend of a friend thing. But there's a bloke who sits in front of me with a couple of young kids, and uh, one of the kids said, that, <laughs> "Dad, Dad, has Hercules um, got a bigger head?" And his dad said, "Yeah, yeah, he loves himself now." <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was quite amusing um, anyway the other thing that I wanted to say and again this was a, the, something I tweeted before the game is hi ho silver lining what's your verdict on it because it, it don't really do anything for me yeah it's alright um, you can only sing two words to it you change you change the silver lining to Aston Villa you clap a little bit and then it just rolls round again just a mm. bit of a a bit and of a bit that rolls around to the chorus. No one really knows what's going on either until it comes yeah. back again. I suppose it gets people up for it a little bit. I'm not really bothered about it. I always associate it with wolves. Don't know whether yeah, well, it's it been more wolves, and I just yeah. I find it a bit. I don't like to artificially manufacture an atmosphere either, and the atmosphere will build up Villa without having to be giving this little kind of prod. There was there was a period I think after that just before the players come out they were still playing music and there was a, a round of alala la going around I know you don't really like that either but I thought turn the music off like we don't need it. it's some like random pop song on here like I'm sure we can make our own atmosphere here. but uh, we're going off the um, off topic a little bit there talking about Leon Bailey then the guy that comes on and, and plays when he wants scores when he wants 
I don't, I don't know whether it's as simple as say that he changed the game, but we do we do score all the goals when he's on the pitch, and he does look dangerous. He looks exciting, and from the little bits I've seen on social media while I was waiting for my laptop to load up, it seems like people are falling in love with him already, and he's becoming a, a little bit of a, a cult hero after about an hour of football he's played. Yeah, I think we I think we just been crying out for him though. So we're so desperate to see him play. Mm. You know, maybe maybe he only does arrive in twenty minute bursts. To be yeah. honest, but it was so good having us waited and waited, and we've all seen the little bits that he's done. You know, the bits that he's done in the Villa shirt so far. I mean, I love last week when he's trying he's, he's nutmeg somebody near the near the touchline, yeah. uh, near the news I think it was. But we've all seen his highlights reels as well from his time in Germany, and I think there's such a clamour for him that when he actually came on and within that brief cameo you know, delivered the goods. It was, it was brilliant. And, you know, I've just seen the interview with him that he, that he's given. I just watched it on YouTube and he's saying, you know, touch wood. I think he felt he got a slight muscle injury. I think he won. I saw that he hit the ball too hard for the goal. Yeah. That's like a That's very it. rock and roll injury to get, isn't it? I scored yeah. too hard. I got injured. I can't yeah, you that. would think, you would think that a professional footballer would be able to withstand <laughs> the rigours of kicking <laughs> a ball. Um, yeah, but yeah, but he's saying these ones that we look back on in future and go, oh, that's what, that's why nobody took a punt on him because he gets injured just <laughs> kicking a football. Well, he did He did give it a good old whack, to be fair. I thought, I mean, I thought that was a brilliant goal. I thought Ings' ball, mm. you know, to just even think, I think Ings kind of played it half blind, I think. And Bailey's kind of, Bailey's done the, the, the little header down and then just thought, yeah, have this, I'm just going to smash it. Um, yeah, he was, he just seems to, um, I don't know, he just seems to have that little kind of, bit of charm to him, doesn't he? Mm. You know, he seems, he seems like a really likeable fella. Obviously, yeah. scoring goals and winning games helps him become more likeable, but he just seems like a lovely fella. Um, so I suppose the question here is, and maybe this isn't one for, for nine o'clock on a Saturday, and it requires a little bit more thought. If he is fit and, and ready to go, and it is just a, a you know almost a precaution to bring him off at 3-0, the game is won, isn't it? If you know, There's no point letting him play on for the 15 minutes and making any potential injury worse. So yeah, get him off. He's done his job. That's fine by me. So if he's fit and ready to, to go and start next week in theory, do you start him now? Is he is he too dangerous and too 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 much of a, a good option not to start, or do you have to think? Well, we played well against Chelsea. Yeah, we lost, but we played well with the three at the back. We've won convincingly at home today with the three at the back. Do you do that again at Man United next week and go three at the back again and and stick with this while it's working, or do you think no, we need to change it and and get somebody like Bailey in from the start because unless Bailey's going to come and takings or Watkins place as a number nine in a three five two, which doesn't make sense to get him in. You you've got to go to a four three three, haven't you? So if you were boss thing, and we'll, we'll talk about Smith in a sec, what would you do? It's, it's, really isn't it? it's a really difficult dilemma, I think, because like you said, I don't think you can get him in that system. I'm not sure you're gonna go you know, I don't think Target will start next week, if I'm being honest. I think I think Ashley Young might be back in there if if really why if does I just don't think he. I thought he was thought he was really disappointed today. Just disappointing today. I don't think he looked fit. I thought he gave the ball away too often. Um, did you? Why, why did you? <laughs> have I seen that? Am I the only one who's oh, seen that? I just didn't. Well, I didn't think anything of him really. I didn't think he was poor. I didn't think he was was great. I didn't think he did anything wrong though. I think he he came off for a tactical reason. I, I, I thought you were going to suggest that he's injured, and I've just not seen it. But I, I play target again next week. I think the he's trying to change team. I think isn't it? That's what I do. I don't, I don't. While it's working, I don't think you change it for the sake of it. But I know Smith said it's. I don't know. If he is his word specifically, but it's horses for courses, isn't it? And you change your side for the opponents. So I understand that. But if three five two is working at the moment, 
you do that against Man United and you've got someone like Bailey to come on for half an hour again. And at the moment, that seems to be working. So, like you said, maybe Bailey is that player at the moment where he's he's fit enough to play half an hour and comes in and and, and does the job rather than start games and fizzle out. Yeah, well, however he, you know, whatever he does, I don't think Bailey will be playing left wing back against Manchester United. Oh, no. At Old, at Old Trafford. So... In that case, Smith will have to if he wants to if he wants to accommodate him, he'll have to change the formation. I don't really see that happening either because I don't know which one. I mean, I thought Watkins was probably the quieter of the two out of him and Ings, but I don't I don't know mm. which one Smith would drop to accommodate him. But we'll see. I mean, before then, we got Chelsea, haven't we, in the cup? And yeah. I'm not sure. It'd be interesting to see how strong Smith decides to go with that. Now, in the early rounds of the cup, he doesn't. You know, he normally. You know, he normally makes up to nine or ten changes, doesn't he? I don't think he. I don't think he'll do that. I think he'll probably do a mix and match team with, you know, probably make about four or five changes from from today for for Tuesday. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't. I think he probably will go very similar next weekend because I think now he's now he's hit upon that formation and Villa have produced two decent performances with it. I don't think he'll be. We wanted to to change it change it too quickly. So, and equally, well, you know, he's got a ready made excuse to say Bailey got a slight, a slight muscle injury. We'll we'll have him as an impact sub again next week. Let me interrupt there. And the reason we do these live is because we get people in the comments who know more than we do and are more switched on than we are <laughs> at this time of night, saying that Twanzabi can't play next week against his parent club. That's an excellent point from people who've done done more research than us. So, I mean, if I'd have thought about it, I would have I would have realised. But yeah, at this point in time, we that's don't need to think about it. We've got army researchers. Yeah, we've got Villa fans here who are happy to jump in and tell us where we're wrong. So yeah, Tom Zabi won't play next week against Man United as his parent club. So you either play three at the back with Courtney Hawes, which instantly I'm 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 shivering with with anticipation, thinking that's a bad idea. So I personally wouldn't go with that. So. It almost goes D four to four three three next week for me, and, <laughs> and Bailey comes in, problem solved. I wouldn't want Courtney Horse playing against Man United. But I know we'll talk about Mings. He was only in a second. We are going around in circles a little bit here. But last week people were saying, "Oh, get Mings out of the team." Got Courtney Horse to come in and replace him. And I'm thinking Courtney Horse isn't. He's four. Like, no disrespect to him, but he's fourth choice centre back for a reason, isn't it? Like I won't be starting him against Man United personally. No, I agree. I agree. I... I don't think. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, but I don't. I don't think Smith will play a three with Courtney Hawes in it. To be honest, so I think it will. You know, I'm glad people have pointed that out to us because I think he, I think it will revert to a four. Um, but then that's again. I suppose it depend, depends on McGinn's injury. Whether mm. he, you know, whether McGinn comes back in, I think it probably does go to a to a four three three. Does that mean that that one of Watkins or Ings? Does drop out, or does it mean that Watkins plays plays off one of the flanks, Ings plays down the centre, and then we have Leon Bailey and or well, or or one of the alternatives? But yeah, it's really, it's, it's, I forgot about that. To be honest, that, that mm. Twanzebi was um, was ineligible. So there's, there's few lots of choices. Comments, and... lots, I know it sounds a bit of a cliche, but it's, it's, it's nice problems to have, isn't it? Yeah, there's a few people saying, you know, it's hot, it's unfair on Hawes, he's never really let us down. Uh, some people saying that sure he'll play Hawes and stick with the three at the back. So, yeah, if the formation kind of wins, then Courtney Hawes does come in. But if, if Smith's ready to be adaptable and change things for the opposition, and he'd rather kind of have have Bailey as this wild card coming in to start and, and changing the formation to not surprise Man United, but it's good to be flexible, then, yeah, maybe they do go with that. Oh, I just uh, thought Courtney Hawes playing in the back three away at Old Trafford makes me a bit nervous. 
No, agreed. I mean, the other thing I was going to mention was, am I right in thinking that, that Wendy and Martinez landed this morning? Yeah, we talked about this on the way there, and I assume Villa, well, obviously Villa would have known that was the arrangement from the start anyway, and kind of made a big deal, didn't they, about, oh, they'll only miss one game, they'll definitely be back for Everton, so them getting back this morning is almost irrelevant, because I'm only jet-lagged in Croatia, although it's not a long flight, might have been a bit tired and journeying with the squad again, but Brendia, I said in the preview, there's not really any need, essentially, to play him, because we've got so many creative options anyway, and he doesn't even come off the bench today, your record signing. But M. Martinez was always going to come straight back in, wasn't he? Because you know, goalkeeper, goal, <clears throat> goalkeeper's a bit different and he's number one. So he's come in, kept a clean sheet. He only arrived in Birmingham today and he finishes the day with a clean sheet. What more can you expect? Probably could have caught him on a bit of kip during the game as well, and couldn't he? He could have stayed in Croatia, hard, to be fair. Hardly troubled, was he? Yeah. Um, there's, there's a few comments. I don't really know why we're doing this, but there's a few comments asking, do Villa fans hate Man United? Do we hate Man United? I'm sick of losing to them all the time. I know that. Not as much as we did. Cocky used to be like early 90s when Villa were on the brink of actually challenging to win the title. And United United beat us to the title. Was it 90... That's first season of Prem, wasn't it? I think 92, 93. And... Um... <laughs> I probably blame them for. I thought Villa were. Pro- I was young and naive then. Um, used to have a nice party, not as big as this one. Um, <laughs> but I thought back then that Villa were on the brink of something, and I blamed United because it was that. It was like nip and tuck the race, the race for the title that year. And you're just supposed to hate them, and then they took Dwight York off us. And mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? It was it was hatred then. I think it's been hard to hate them as much. Well, some people probably hate them as much as they've ever done, but it's been as hard hard to hate them when they've not been direct rivals. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been challenging top four. We've been trying to stay in the Premier League uh, or get in the Premier League for, for the last 10 years or whatever it might be. So, I don't know. I don't particularly like them. Uh, no, I, I think of them as any other club, really. Then They're not Villa. They're the opposition to Villa. They're... They're annoying. They're, they annoy me. The referee decisions that go for them and the penalties and stuff, that winds me up. The most recent memories I can think of as we're talking about Man United is the, the concert one in Project Restart with that penalty that was given, which wasn't a penalty. The 2010 League Cup final, that's more for Phil Dowd, really, that I hate. Um, and I remember Makeda scoring that goal against yeah. us and it's like his first goal and I don't even know what he's doing anymore now, whether he's yeah. even still playing. Just, did that one thing disappeared? Uh, I don't really care about Manchester, to be honest. Or Man United, sorry. I remember being in snobs when they won the uh, won the European Cup in '99, was it? And uh, mm. lots of people celebrating in the middle of a of a bar club in Birmingham. And I thought, Nah, I'm not having that. No, <laughs> I'm not, not having that. that. Um, uh, but no, they're, they're they're just another team, aren't they? Now to me, yeah. Before we, I ask you the last couple of questions, can you stop fiddling with that pen or whatever it is? Sorry, mate. Sorry, I'm uh, keep dropping it. It's annoying me. Hungry to be honest. I can't swim in world, so I just need to go and eat something. Yeah, not, not a pen. Lunch. Lunch. Um, I'm not going to eat the pen. Mind you, it looks like I've ate the pen. It looks like I've chewed the top of it. Anyway, <laughs> I wanted to ask you about Tara Mings, and there'll be people who've watched our podcast in the last couple of weeks that have seen me speak about Tara Mings many times. So you know, I don't want to go into it too much. But you're the only person, pretty much, on Claret and Blue that I've not asked about because you've not seen you for a while. So you I want to get your the Chelsea game. Did we do one after Chelsea? I think we did, didn't we? Did we? I don't. Uh... I don't know. We definitely skipped a game, didn't we? Did we not? Oh, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. Did we speak about Tara Mings there? Did I ask you about it? I don't know. Ask me anyway. Go on. 
If we did one after Chelsea, I would have asked you about it. Anyway, just less about the... I don't want to speak about the error last week. I want to ask about how he's bounced back today with a clean sheet and what you thought of his performance. Because obviously, again, social media was was rife with discussion on Tyra Mings this week about how he's not good enough, blah, blah, blah. So just your opinion on on Mings and and what you thought of him today? Because I saw a comment earlier, I've only seen one, because we've not talked about saying that he was a colossal defender today. Um, So if people want to leave their comments on Mings as well, get get them in and I can flash them up on screen. I've given my opinion many times. Alfresco says here, Mings immense. So, what did you think? Yeah, I thought he was good. I thought the, the back the back three were largely untroubled, mm. to be honest. There was a couple of couple of moments, but it's weird because I think Mings, <clears throat> in a three, thinks he can position himself a little bit further forward because he's got that support of, of Konza and Twanzebi behind him. Um, yeah, I thought he was... Um, I thought he was solid, but I think I think he largely is solid most of the mm-hmm. time. To be honest, I think I think people he makes he, he makes errors, doesn't he? He makes ever, errors because he wants to play. He wants to play football the the right way. Uh, but yeah, I thought he was um, I thought he was the the Mings that that we know he's capable of. Um, he's I think he still is and, and always has been before he got the the armband and proper leader. And he never shies away from things. So, yeah, good. I, but but Tyro Mings, people saying he's immense and he's class and he's, you know, unbeatable today. That's that's what he is. That's what he can be. You know, and I think over a 38, 38 game season, you'll probably find that 30, 33 games is like that. Mm. But you'll see the five games because he'll under hit a back pass or he'll be casual in possession um, but I've seen some great centre-halves down Villa in, in, over the years none of them are without a mistake in them none of them mm. even you know even even the Lord God our saviour himself you know could occasionally make a mistake it was very very infrequent but I think I think this probably flies in the face of, of, of what I've said by, by having a moan about target but I think we should be I'm not saying you don't criticise people, but I think we should mm. celebrate what we've got a lot more. Really, I think these half the Premier League would 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 love Tyro Mings in their ranks. We're lucky enough to have him. So, yeah, we we made a point of it last week. I'll just check. We didn't do a Chelsea post match podcast last week. We did it on the Monday, and we did like an hour of, of chat. I mean, that was me, James, and Ash. Oh so, no, I wimped out because I was feeling I wasn't feeling very well. That's right. Yeah, yeah, we just didn't do one, did we? For, for several different reasons. I think Ash was getting a train late or whatever it was. Um, but yeah. You, like we said, you can criticise and you can criticise a performance. That's absolutely fine. But when it reaches into abuse and stuff, that's where we while we point stuff like that out. It's just some of the stuff we saw on social media this week was weird compilations of his mistakes over this, his time at Villa and stuff like. That. I just don't understand if you're a Villa fan, support the Villa players. That's, that's as far as it goes for me. Um, and on that same vein, support the manager. There's been again Dean Smith, Dean Smith out stuff this week and reports that he's got to pick up form over the next few weeks. So he's going to lose his well, job. This is on, and it's this, like, what? This is on, this is on social media and it's not real life, is it? Yeah, I know, but this is what I mean. But this this podcast is on social media. This is the world we're living where where these things come up and you know you'll hear all this stuff. And we've touched on it in this podcast anyway. But Smith's you know, tactically inept and it doesn't know what to do if he if Grealish isn't there and all these kind of things and. We've got the guy coming out with, with two different formations this year and, and a bench that's really solid and, and looking like we're, we're finally finding a bit of a groove now. So we said this month was going to be a test. Played well against Chelsea, but lost one today. 
cup game coming up and then Man United and Spurs before another international break. And if Villa come out of those games with a, with a couple of points, you know, or three or, or six, if we're in dreamland, then, then things are you know, a lot brighter for Villa. And I don't know what people expect when we, when we see this Dean Smith out stuff and you need another manager to get you to the next level and all that. It's just, we've had year on year improvement and yeah, I don't know how many more times we can talk about stuff like this on the podcast while, while, we're, still, while we're doing well at the moment. What's the point? <laughs> I don't know why I've even brought this up, basically. <laughs> you know, listen, people are entitled to think what they think, aren't they? People have different standards. People have different reasons for going on social media. You know, sometimes if you can shout the loudest with the most controversial opinion in the in the room, it gets attention for you, doesn't it? So mm. just, I don't know, you, you go to the match with your, your dad and your granddad and you chat to them. And I think, you know, if... You have a reasonable idea of what you expect and what you want and what you demand. And if somebody is appalling, somebody's really bad, you'll be honest enough to say. If somebody's fantastic, mm. you'll be honest enough to celebrate it. Not everybody is of the same is of the same rational mind, are they? Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I don't you know. Take it with a pinch of salt, to be honest. You know, there'd be lots of people on here who think we speak nonsense. And yeah, that's, of course, that's yeah, that's fine. Thing. Yeah, that's fine. Supermark says, get Smith out. For a curry and a couple of beers. I love that. That's a good comment. Um, the last one I wanted to touch on before we leave, because uh, we've reached our half an hour mark on a Saturday evening. If I can find it, uh, it's before the Ming stuff. Bear with me, everybody who's watching along live. Uh, oh, I can't find it, but it was funny. But I, I know what it was. I don't know who said it, so apologies. I said, is it true that Matt Kendrick only comes on the podcast when Villa win? Where have you been, Matt? I wasn't very well last week. I think it was... Um, I don't know whether it was a little bit of... Um... Seasonal disorder, you know, because the nights are getting dark, aren't they now? It's very and, dark uh, now. I know it's half nine, but coming back in the in the dark, I'm not used to that. It should still be sunny. Yeah, well, I think I had a bit of a mix. I mean, I don't want, don't want this to turn into a kind of consultation with your like GP <laughs> Rollinson, but I got a bit of hay fever and I got a bit of IBS. Too much information, I know, and it oh was uh, God. it was all it was all getting getting too much for me. So perhaps Villa winning is the only tonic. Yeah. So more for you know more of it, please. Just what the doctor ordered. Before we go, nice retro shirt. We've not coordinated to both wear a blue '90s away shirt, but um, yeah, good choices. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to show you the the AST computers on it. It's a bit mouldy. It's uh, a bit uh, yellow. It's a bit yellowy from the loft. So uh, uh, yeah, you just see my lovely bald head and the, the top half of my shirt. Well, I tried a couple on this morning before I left and thinking, oh, don't, what shirt shall I go with today? And some of them are a little bit tighter than they were a few months ago. So <laughs> I think I need to go to the gym or something to get into some of the shirts. Come down Benjamin Slimming World. No, I don't live Friday. here now, do I? I'm not going to come all the way to in to go to Slimming World with you. Come with me. It's brilliant. Just yeah. get get part of ladies tutting at you if you put a pound on. Yeah, honestly, get that, get that at home. <laughs> don't need to go <laughs> out to um, maybe we, do, do you remember once when we said we should go for a run? Do you remember that? No, I don't remember that. <laughs> you said we should start doing some exercise together. I think this was in the first lockdown. That we, we, you and me should meet up because we live close and go walking or running together. That never happened, did it? Can you imagine me turning up with my headband and my wristbands on? <laughs> and, my, <laughs> Leon, and my leg warmers. I'm like Leon Bailey. I can only do two minutes and I'll get a, a tight calf and have to come off. Um, Shall we call it a day there? Is anything, there any other shout-outs or any other nonsense you want to get through? No, I didn't, I didn't get, didn't get accosted by anybody today. Well, cool. A bit disappointed. I actually had, and I don't oh, do ever want to mention this because I can imagine the comments where they I had, you know, when someone recognizes you, but they don't come over or say anything, but they just like look at you and go, like, Oh, look, that's and then speak to somebody. I had that happen to me today, and I thought, um, mm, that's probably somebody going, 
oh, that's that geezer off the podcast who talks rubbish to their mates yeah. and just walked off. And I was like, oh, that's, that's disappointing. That's like, if you, if you, that's don't recognise me. I'd rather they have just said, out. like, oh, that's that guy from the podcast. Oh, you're all right. I had the, the guy on my row come up to me again and say, I watched podcast last week and you mentioned me. Blah, blah, blah. So he's had another mention this week. So I'll speak to you at Wolves, mate. I'll see you next. Um, but yeah, we'll call it a night there. I can go home and go back to my actual house and get this this tin pot set up out next game I'm, I'm not doing this again i'm not coming back to the 1950s for the podcast i'm going to go back back home the clock with you, though. yeah that's embarrassing wasn't that going off i wish I, if we weren't doing this live i would have cut that out but it's the, this is the uh, the problem with live content um thank you very much for all the comments and tuning into this podcast the three o'clock games that we've had when we've done these afterwards we've had like a couple of hundred viewers which was less than because people at games but for this for some reason this nighttime one we've got 500 people still watching at this time um, so that's that's brilliant that people are tuning in. Thank you very much for that, um, Matt. Thank you for coming on um, and, and battling through your high fever and other issues to, to to come and sit with us. Massively appreciate it. Like I said, thanks for all the comments for for correcting us on Tuan Davy. Um, we'll be back with a more in depth podcast on Monday. I believe James Rushton will be hosting that to uh, actually speak about football for for half an hour or so, rather than absolute nonsense like us. Um, so yeah, before I say thank you very much again one more time, we'll see you again soon. Loads of comments still coming through. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Well done. Villa. Cheers, lads. Up the villa. Up the villa. Thank you very much. And goodbye. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, up the villa. Up the villa.